Welcome to the Escapist Corner. This is a podcast where we talk about lifestyle, sport, and entrepreneurship. We hope this can give you some inspiration to your daily life and also make you some good ideas um, based on where you are in your life. We're going to talk to uh, successful businessmen, coaches, sportsmen, athletes, doctors, what have you. Uh, please feel free to uh, look at our homepage, escapistcorner.com. There you find the, the links to Instagram and Facebook. Happy listening! Moro. In this episode, we meet Lasse Rantala from Tampere, Finland, who is a multi-talented physio, coach, athlete and founder of CrossFit 33100 Reebok and also CrossFit 33400. He is also the founder of a new training protocol called the Athlete Training Protocol, which is a holistic training protocol for performance athletes. He's taken on nutrition, sleep, training for any kind of sportsman. Lasse does this in collaboration with WattConnect and he tells us the idea behind the program and how this will benefit you. He also tells us the feeling of uh, getting a salary that you actually earned. Uh, every dime he gets he has actually earned. So. Uh, now just thanks for listening see you soon welcome to today's episode of the escapist corner we have an eminent guest out of the the woods uh, inner woods of finland no from the middle of finland in tampere um lasse rantala who is uh, owner of the uh, CrossFit 3300, 100. Um, Lasse is also a mobility expert, and we're going to get a bit more to that. Uh, aside me, next to me, for you who are not looking at the video, I have Mr. Gerardo. The Chilean import. <laughs> the Chilean import. And me, myself, Richard, here. Welcoming Lasse Rantala. Hi guys. Hi, Lasse. Hi, Hi guys. Good to be here. Good to have you in the show. Yeah, um, so uh, Lasse, uh, tell us about who is Lasse Rantala? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just an ordinary dude from Finland. Uh, I'm a coach. I consider myself more as a strength and conditioning and uh, movement and mobility coach. I'm a physiotherapist and uh, I'm a box owner and uh, I'm also uh, a husband and uh, I uh, I enjoy sports and I, I just I just enjoy life. Yeah, so you have a lot of hats, different hats like the physio, the mobility, the strength, the box owner. Um, and regarding that, that's why we also kind of got to know each other because I I was uh, looking around in, in Europe for, for uh, Reebok boxes and I wanted to get in, in, uh, in touch with someone working with Reebok uh, and yeah, just have a chat how it is and get some impressions and I thought uh, I tried to call in Germany but it's, it's always a bit hard with Germans, they, they don't trust people on the telephone. They don't so. share too much I would say. <laughs> so I thought... Why not call Finland? My, my, my Finnish is not perfect, but still, you understand that there are some Finnish roots there. So we got into a nice talk and uh, yeah, my, I've been following you since that uh, moment on social media and everything. And I've seen you're, you're a busy bee um, and also, um, I mean, this is one year before we we opened our own box uh, also been looking at like oh how is uh, how is how is the progression at your box what's the stories there how, how do you handle this and um, it's it's always uh, inspirational to see because I yeah try to follow as many of the other box owners and um, out there and uh, I th I mean it can be because uh, 
my social media channels are limiting my access to other ones, but I see a lot of uh, stories happening uh, from your box. And um, I think it's interesting just to hear how how did you come to become a, a like a box owner? Well, that was a, a, a long question. <laughs> it's a long introduction, but the question yeah, is very short. Yeah, a long, long introduction, but yeah. yeah. Uh, well, actually, uh, to become a box owner now, if I think uh, back time, uh, it, it was kind of like the obvious choice. Uh, I got to know CrossFit 2009. Uh, the same old story happened to me. I, I'm actually my first workout was Fran, and uh, it took me like 14 minutes. And uh, and uh, I was following the main site, and there in my hometown there were none, no CrossFit boxes, and I, I was so eager to train this new thing called CrossFit, as, and I was constantly searching the web that where, where can I train? I was using just a global gym. Uh, doing my workouts uh, occasionally, it, it got pretty. Uh, it was tough at sometimes when I got off the rower to do something. When I came back, there was someone rowing, and uh, you, oh, exactly. yeah, it's difficult to uh, do a circuit training in the, this. Yes, this place. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then I and I saw an ad that there is they're opening a box in my town, and uh, basically I was pretty much maybe the first or second or tenth customer there. And uh, I was really hooked into CrossFit and the, also the community because I've been doing a lot of sports in my life. Like I played also hockey and uh, football, floorball, tennis. And uh, there was this community thing again. I, I, I did, did sports for myself like for 10 mm-hmm. years. I went to the gym, I went running and uh, it was nice to see the uh, enjoyment from the other people's eyes as well and uh, get some high fives. And uh, I really enjoyed doing CrossFit and, and immediately I felt like I, I want to I coach as well. So I went to do my level one and uh, I got the coach and then I became the head coach at that gym, uh, also a co-owner. And it's so, something like... It, I've I've wanted my own gym for a long time. It 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 wasn't a CrossFit gym the first time, but to have a gym and things just started to happen. And uh, 2011, uh, uh, we founded our our own CrossFit box called Reebok CrossFit 33100. And at that time, I was still doing physio, uh, and uh, those were really long days. I did the morning class, then I went to work took like eight to ten clients and then I can get back to the box and uh, I worked there all, all evening and uh, all the weekends and and when we got more members more athletes you know there was there's a lot of more work more work more work and uh, at the end the choice was pretty easy to make to drop my full-time job as a physiotherapist and just 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 to become a box owner so <laughs> that kind of that's yeah, super easy that, no? <laughs> yeah 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 the only thing that i regret well i don't regret anything but uh maybe it would have been better for my mental health and also for my relationship to do that a little bit earlier so i was it was those two two years they were really tough extremely tough but on the other mm-hmm. hand uh, I'm really proud of myself at the moment, what we have accomplished and, and how things have turned out because we have, no, no, no one really helped us. So we figured out everything by ourselves. So by let's test this. Oh, no, that's not a good thing. Let's that, test this. That's a, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot of trial and error. I think if we can, yeah, we, exactly. We can, as a, yeah, brand new box where we can really relate to that and say, okay, this works, it doesn't work. Sometimes you do make small change and you see a huge improvement on people showing on the door. And you say, yeah. well, okay, that's that's good. And then you, yeah. you, you create something that you think is going to be great and nobody shows up and say, hey, okay. That was yeah, and hmm. I, I, I don't mean, I, I'm not bitter or anything, but uh, when we started our CrossFit post, there was really not so many people that you could ask help. Uh, especially in Finland, how to do things, what works, what doesn't work. 
And uh, that's why I always try to help people if they are, are planning to open a box, like you called me mm-hmm. a year ago. And, and, and I feel like that, that's not my duty, but I, I'm, I'm happy to help any way I can to spread this beautiful thing of yeah. functional training. Um, that, does that, I guess I was, I was uh, when you were talking about this community feeling and this community of CrossFit and stuff, and you've done sports, uh, team sports, right? Yeah, but CrossFit, in a sense, is a very individual sport. You're doing your, your, your things on your own, but at the same time, you have this team sense of community, right? So you're doing something on your own with someone next to you. Why do you think this comes? These two things come together. I don't. Well, have, I don't uh, have you on my own, so that's why. Yeah. Well, in the end, I think it's the uh, we can both do uh, a workout. Uh, I can do it heavily scaled and you do it like our axe. And uh, the moment when we finish the workout, we, we, we both know how it felt. We both have, you know, worked as hard uh, to get the job done. And, and we, we, we know how that feels. And I think that's really important for the community that you can relate to other people. It doesn't matter if they're fitter than you or not that fit as you are. But you, you get that, you know, relationship that you have both done the same work. Yeah. Even by suffering. Yeah, well, it, um, I, you, don't always have to, you don't always have to suffer when you do CrossFit. So that's, <laughs> we also have skill days and heavy days. <laughs> Okay, we had some malfunctions with the with the sound <laughs> here, um, but yeah. So tell us, what are you up to now? Because I've been seeing that you are doing something called the Albino Protocol, and now you tell there's some news going on there. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm starting my own uh, programming. Uh, it's for goal-oriented athletes, and uh, actually, it's not called Albino Training Protocol anymore. It's gonna be called Athlete Training Protocol. So it's not I only have, for albino, albinos. No, I have to change <laughs> the name. So uh, uh, yeah, that's something I'm, I've been working now for quite a few, uh, uh, quite long. Uh, it's. Uh, it's just not the programming because now there are a lot of programmings in the internet. You can do what Dan Bailey does, or you can follow the uh, Invictus, or you can do what Froning does, or you can do this and this and this and this and Outlaw. Mm. Uh, but I want to bring more context into my whole uh, athlete training protocol, and uh, I'm going to put some videos there and uh, also some texture and I'm going to explain the workouts. We always have a a goal for each workout and uh, the whole idea of this athlete training protocol is to be more holistic and uh, to get the athletes think and act more like an athlete and uh, what they do, uh, how they do their daily activities, they will support their uh, sport. Yeah. So that's something that, especially in Finland, I think is missing. Uh, and uh, yeah, let's see what happens. I'm going to launch it in two weeks. So, yeah. so, right so, so exciting moments at the moment. Is so it, um, so uh, if, is it, um, if I can ask you about the programming, and and uh, is it something? Is it to kind of educate the, the athletes into, yeah, the proper warm up for a certain workout, uh, the proper cool down for a certain workout? Because um, what we see a lot is obviously okay. You have a lot of uh, workouts, um, but you don't have always like the mobility parts for that workout. I know. Um, like Yami Tikkanen uh, does uh, a couple of those things for the Mobility Ward uh, program. Uh, is that something similar uh, to that? or? Uh, yeah, but it's more than just the warm-up or the cool-down. Uh, the whole idea 
I think the uh, the phrase "how you do anything" is how you do everything. Really, really fits this this whole idea of my programming because the key elements for the start to think like an athlete or, or the healthy healthy person are are. Uh, I'm talking a lot about recovery, uh, especially the sleep. People do not sleep enough. I'm talking about uh, a pro- a proper uh, diet. I'm not a nutritionist, but uh, I see a, uh, quite a few athletes that uh, do not eat well enough to support their training. Yeah. And I, I don't I don't talk about micros or macros, but it's just some really basic thing that you have to eat you. Uh, enough and uh, more often than you usually think because there are some athletes that eat at six seven in the morning then they go training and the next meal is like in the noon or one in the afternoon so that's too that's not a good thing and uh and i don't have anything against supplements but a lot of people are spending money on this supplements instead of eating properly so their eating habits, their diets are, are 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 not supporting their training, and also, what is really important uh, for the athletes and also for healthy living is is the, the how you spend your day, the daily activities. People sit too much. They don't. They don't. I'm not talking about sports, but I'm talking about walking the stairs, being in a standing position. Uh, not using the elevator, carrying your grocery back instead of pushing the wheels, uh, and things like that. And with really small changes, you can you can benefit a lot. So that that's the idea of the athlete training protocol. Hmm. Not just the warm ups or, or the cool downs, but how you do anything is how you do everything. Yes, uh, I I. I can see that we we have we resonate there because I'm uh, something that we are talking about with our athletes and yeah just everyone I come in contact with with that we come in contact with is like hey how how many hours a day do you sit yeah exactly do you have a standing desk at the office do you, uh, do you have the option to do it? Yeah, do you have the option? And, and some, some, sometimes people say, hey, you know, my company, especially here in Germany, is usually the companies just are very unflexible. Everyone has to have the same. So I'm, I'm saying, hey, put your own uh, 100 euros and build your own desk or whatever and do yourself a favor because you come here and hit the workout for one hour and you think that's going to solve 12 to 14 hours of sitting, no. it's, it's not going to be true. So um, just to give some kind of uh, like f- uh, figures on that, I mean, um, uh, I, I re- read from the Kelly Sorette and Julia Sorette's uh, foundation, their standupkids.org, they were, they've been promoting um, this in the desk bound book and so on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, by standing up, this is like the use uh, the the selling point. You say to people, if you stand up for one month, it's like running two marathons in calories. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and uh, you know, this is our biggest mover, the brain, yeah. and it needs two things: fuel, which is oxygen, and then glucose, and then it also needs activation, and like the great. You know, back in Greece, Socrates, he knew it. He did his lecture by walking around underneath the trees. And yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm not talking just about, you know, standing. and uh, But the whole idea to start thinking about how you... Uh, like, there are, there are things in... There can be situations in your life that you, you can only make a bad choice. Like... You're super hungry, and you you only see like a fast food restaurant that you really have to go there. But you can you can also choose there the the portion yeah. that will give you the minimum, yeah. you know, bad results. Yeah. 
and and it's it's about those little things and I, I'm really uh, into that and I and I want to lecture and uh, make people yeah. you know understand this whole concept so because I see a lot of dudes well not a lot of but like if we have like one rep max of overhead squat in the workout and I see someone coming from the, I'm going to do my PR today. Well, no, you're not because you've been sitting for 12 hours and you just can't go overhead. So good luck with that. But, yeah. At the same time, uh, so can I guess that this is more focused on the fitness community, fitness CrossFit community, or is more competitive CrossFit uh, focus? Uh, well, my programming is, is uh, it's for... Everyone who is goal oriented in sports, because that's a, that's the baseline for your physical training. In my opinion, it really doesn't matter what sports you're doing. We all need power and we all need speed. Uh, we all need good mobility. And uh, I think that we all should do things uh, uh, that will improve our uh, body awareness uh, how we do uh, those basic gymnastic movements, and uh, and uh, my my programming it, it's uh, you can choose you can choose from three options you can go with the power and speed option which is biased to power and speed uh, there are only only one or two uh, metcons a week just some easy aerobic things like that and uh, then I have the engine uh, which, will, which will build your uh, respiratory uh, abilities to work better and those workouts are a little bit longer but they, are, they also have this heavy element we do squats we do lifts lifts and uh, then I have the strength and conditioning which is basically uh, really related to basic crossfit training we have our benchmarks and, and things like that but right. if you're like a rugby player you, mm -hmm. you could choose the power and speed and it's in three week cycles we have three three hard weeks and then we have a deload week okay. uh, if, if you're a boxer and you know that your match will be in six weeks if you are a goal-oriented athlete you know your weaknesses so if you need power and speed then you're gonna pick the power and speed option and you can do it like maybe three months three and a half months uh, if you really have a good engine already, and then you can uh, also do your uh, sport-specific training. But you can use that, my, my programming, as a baseline for improve your physical skills. That sounds really good. How, how will it work? Will it be like a subscription model or... Um, how, 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 how does it... How do you package this? Uh... Well, it's going to be what connect based uh, on, on the internet and... Uh, and then you can choose what, what to do and uh, we're gonna use regular uh, tests like before you start doing your your power and speed we can uh, test your back squat or or your weighted pull up or something like that and we're gonna retest it again maybe in six or 12 weeks and you can see if you have got any improvements yeah so what connect is uh that's like the finnish version of uh whatify uh, yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay so uh you're and you, and, and you can you can use that uh, you can uh, put all your scores there and uh, and you can see how you have so uh, it's like uh, I'm. I'm not super. Uh, I don't know. It's super good, but I, I. What I understand, it's some kind of mix between Beyond the Whiteboard and and Whatify. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, do you work together with these guys then, or? Um, uh, yeah, I know. I know the owner of the WhatConnect dude. He's a Finnish dude, Antti. Yeah, it's a friend of mine, and I've been working this my uh, this my concept with him, and he's been a great help. Yeah. Uh, uh, hopefully we'll get it launched in, in two weeks because I promised it's going to be out in, at the end of the March and we are running out of time, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, small question, but this, you started, uh, so you get into a box and you uh, got to be co-owner of it. You started your own box later, right? Yeah. You started now uh, athlete, athlete program, athlete training. a training protocol. You can call it ATP. That's, ATP. That's the okay. Yeah. That makes sense, ATP. Yes, now yeah, a, it does. <laughs> um, 
how this, where does this entrepreneurship, entrepreneur spirit comes from? Where do you see it from? It's a, what is, is it personal drive? Is it, you see stuff in the, in the environment and you say, okay, this, we should be doing this and this is something that's missing. Uh, where does this drive come well, from? I think it's a combination of those all. Uh, now this ATP, uh, I haven't seen this kind of product, so uh, I want to put it out. Mm. Maybe I just want to be a little bit in charge what I do. So that's that's one thing. Uh, well, that's a lot of uh, like we're small businesses. It's compared to like big businesses. So uh, you have to be willing to do long hours, mm -hmm. poor salary for quite a long time. But then there is this reward. I really enjoy when I, when I pay my salary. I know that I have earned every euro that comes to my bank account. That has, you know, I, yeah. I, I don't have then. to feel ashamed that I, I have paid myself. Yeah. yeah. It would be really difficult for me to, to go and work for someone now because I've been doing this since 2009 so so yeah i like being my own boss there there are some good things and there are also some bad things like some people say that well when you have your own business you can you can work whenever you want it's not like that the gym opens at seven you have yeah. to be there it closes at yeah you have yeah, to at be the end, there at the end whenever you want it's like 24 7 that's a, yeah that's it what is. You realize, like, right? like in our business holidays well, that's a good time to train. So the box is open, and yeah, exactly. uh, it, it goes like that. But yeah. I don't complain. I love my I love my job. Uh, sometimes mm -hmm. it it's it's it gets a little bit too busy, but I'm working on that. So I'll have to narrow a yeah. bit what I do. Be because if you wanna be really good at something, you can't do everything. You know, you can be moderately good, but if you really wanna be expert in something, you have to, you know. Of it. A good friend oh. of my, a good friend of mine, told me that as an entrepreneur, uh, two things happens: you get out of bed happier, and you go to bed a little, a little bit more worried about. Life. So, <laughs> well, yeah, that's, 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 that's the balance well, yeah. you have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, talking about more, uh, yeah, like this drive and entrepreneurship. Um, for you watching the video, we can see you have a very nice shirt here from. Uh, um, that we already had on this uh, podcast uh, from the strike movement. Yeah. Um, so um, you're doing some something, uh, maybe something to, with these guys also in the well, future. Yeah. Maybe I, I. Yeah. I just. Uh, I love the brand. I love the whole idea of the strike movement. Uh, I in Finland uh, there is a store. I know the owners and. Uh, we had this really big competition in, in Finland, this Winter War of 2017. Actually, it was our fifth anniversary. It, it's a big CrossFit, yeah, yeah. CrossFit event. Well, you can't say CrossFit otherwise than CrossFit Games, but it, it was a big functional training competition <laughs> in Finland. And we've been doing that now for five years. And, and they, they were uh, our buddies there and they gave all the judges the shoes and uh, we got some shirts and uh, maybe we do some collaboration maybe I do with them I don't know yet so yeah. let's see what happens yeah so um, and um, ha has I mean before uh, you had the Reebok gym uh, the yeah. Reebok box and uh, now I still do I, I still do it's called Reebok CrossFit 33100 yeah so you have you have both now to, yeah. to manage well yeah the other one isn't uh, associated with Reebok it's just CrossFit 33400 yeah so yeah but the original box it's it's a Reebok box yeah, yeah. so um, do you think there will be like a strike movement box <laughs> coming up maybe one day who knows <laughs> we, we see already Nike boxes and <laughs> I don't know what happens yeah yeah, it's uh, uh, interesting to see how how this kind of small misfit sport or whatever uh, kind of started to uh, attract all the other brands. And then we see, I mean, we see now for two years, uh, all big brands are doing fun functional fitness. Uh, or cross-training, as they call it. Cross-training, yeah. yeah, and so on. So It's funny, when, when I started, there was only one box in Finland in 
in Helsinki, CrossFit Helsinki. And, and uh, uh, I've seen how this whole sport of fitness has grown in Finland now. I think we, there are 65 boxes in Finland total. Uh, but like two to three years ago, everyone wanted their share about this CrossFit. Like my phone just kept ringing every week. Somebody called that we have this product. You must need, you must have it. It's really for you. And I was like, what's that? Well, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, something that you put between your legs and you press your leg. It's, it's like the good girl, bad girl yeah. machine at the gym. And I was like, do you even know what we do here? Yeah. So we, 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 we don't have any machines. We have ropes, we have barbells, we yeah. have kettlebells. Uh, and all kind of, you know, supplements and, uh, yeah. But so, so the market in Finland, is it still like uh, on the growth or how? Yeah, how it is. It? Yeah. it is. In, yeah. Like if, if, if this would be the level in Sweden at the moment, I think we were somewhere here now. We're always coming a little bit behind. So okay. I think that in Finland, there are a lot of room for new boxes in the especially in the big cities there can be several crossfit boxes uh but now we also have seen that in the smaller cities there, there are crossfit boxes because if you think about having a box you and uh, uh and manage the box you only need like 200 300 customers so yeah. that's yeah. that's not the uh that's not uh, it it can be done yeah it can yeah yeah the economics of it that uh, makes you makes it available makes it possible to be in a small city uh yeah and just have a successful box as you say you don't need these 5000 members paying a yeah. small fees you just yeah. need yeah a city of 300 uh, 300 customer base and you're kind of done with it yeah i mean if you have yeah. a, if you have a passionate coach you have a some passionate uh, someone who is passionate about uh, teaching people, uh, bringing people knowledge, and you're in a small town and there is no CrossFit box, it, it should be not so hard to figure out what to do. Um, yeah. How many do you have in, in Tampere right now? Uh, we have three boxes in Tampere at the moment. Okay. So, yeah, so there's potential also in that city. Yeah, I wouldn't surprise if, you know, two, three more boxes would come up in this next two years, one year. So, yeah. Yeah, we have like 14 now in, in uh, Berlin. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, and it's, I think it's also growing here. Um, uh, how is it like with real estate in Finland? Is it hard to get or? Hard to find, hard to get. Uh, yeah, well, I think it's the same thing like in other cities because we need quite a lot of space. Uh, if you if you are trying to run a box with three three hundred members, you you need quite a lot of space, and the more space you need, the, the more it costs. So especially right in the center of the city, it can be a little difficult. We drop the weights. So you always you have to have the you know the bottom floor, and uh, uh, we've been lucky with our place. Actually, the first place we had, uh, we weren't that lucky. They started to build a tunnel, and uh, we had to move. And we had like two or three weeks warning time. And, and now I can drive under where we used to be. So, yeah. How is it? Um, we're talking a little bit about you. You talk about a little bit how it was in Sweden, how it was in, and now it's Iceland. It's very big. I mean, you have very big names. Uh, yeah. Yeah. In Finland, you have big names also. People going to the games usually constantly. How big are these guys in Finland? And do you think these names, household names, uh, help drive the sport? Yeah, uh, I think when Mikko won the games, mm -hmm. uh, it did a lot of good for the whole fitness industry. Uh, Mikko still uh, is a well-known athlete in Finland. A lot of people are are following his programming and uh, 
he's a cool guy. Uh, we don't have at the moment uh, like games level athletes, role models for women. But uh, yeah, but unfortunately, our biggest names at the moment, Jonne Koski. Well, actually, Mikko Aronpäät, uh, he, he's not doing CrossFit. Uh, Competition, right? Yeah, but Jonne is living in, uh, not he's, in Finland. So. Yeah, he's in Africa now, I see. Uh, Dubai. In Dubai. Dubai, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah hey, money, money, money. Yeah, yeah but uh, you know... Crossfitters, they know who Jonne is. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. But it has changed like four <laughs> years ago, five years ago. Uh, all knew who, from my gym, all knew who Spieler is, who Mikko Salo is, who, you know, Froning is, Anithoris is. Now, if I go to my, uh, the new gym, there can be like 14 people doing the class. And I ask, hey, do you know who Jason Kalipa is? And they're like, no. And that's okay. I think that's okay because they're yeah. they're not doing the sport to uh, they're doing the sport to uh, to get better. And uh, but that's kind of complicated because now we are doing the open. And uh, I was talking about the open, and, and I asked how many of you know what the CrossFit Open is, and it's like maybe one or two arms raising up from the crowd of 20 people and i was like man when i started doing crossfit i was you know studying the huh. internet and everything there is but i have to understand that, that that's i was so passionate about this and then we have a lot of regular dudes and uh, they have their families and they go to work and they just want to have a good training session two to three times a week make the make it the best time of the day you know mm -hmm. and that's okay with me I don't, I don't complain then that you don't know the history of crossfit <laughs> you are bad from this gym but i try to educate as much as i can so yeah, yeah but at the same time we have, we have one customer the other day exactly the same not the same story so completely the opposite he was telling me hey spend the last two days until two in the morning watching CrossFit videos. Uh, I got completely yeah. cooked. And I, yeah, okay. So he's passionate. He's, in, he's already in the mood for, yeah. I don't know, he wanted to get, and this Froning guy, this Fraser guy, he knows every name. And he's yeah. been doing CrossFit for what, two months? Yeah, it's, it's called being stung by the, by the CrossFit bug. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but it's it's. I think it's uh, it's interesting because it's some kind of like a process that you uh, see among athletes. I mean, some of them they are they just have no idea. Every time they come, they're like, "What is a burpee?" And yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, you've been doing this thing called CrossFit now for over two years, and today we do the snatch. It's the wider grip, you know. <laughs> I have to re-educate re your customers more <laughs> often than, than before. I yeah. Guess. But yeah. I think, I think it's, uh, I don't see that as a bad thing. And we have to remember that, that this is also uh, the sport of fitness. And you can be a competitor, crossfitter, or you can just do crossfit to get better in life. Mm -hmm. So th that's, just two different things. So you would say, I mean, it's it's uh, um, it's an issue with massification. I mean, once you get to the mass members, not only the guys that really want to go. Okay, the first time you, I think, a couple of years ago, the guys that started doing CrossFit, the first time they would say, "Oh, I want to go to the games," which is completely out of reach for ninety-nine percent of the people. Yes. But now yes. they just want to say, "Okay, it's fitness. I want instead of going to the gym, yeah. I go to CrossFit." It's, uh, so the the way they approach the program is different. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the um, like the games video from uh, from from the final two thousand nine, where Mikko won the, the, yeah. the CrossFit Games, and you redo that uh, workout and compare those scores that they did two thousand nine with what you would do today, you would not be close to the leaderboard. Yeah. Um, I mean, if they would have competed today, it would not have been in the in the top no. leaderboard. It's uh, it's crazy to see like the, the progression the of, of an evolution um, of what of what the athletes actually can do 
uh, at that time you had uh, athletes that never done a muscle up. They couldn't do a muscle up. Now the, yeah. question, now the question is if they can do 30 or 40 in a row, then you know about if, if this is a strong, strong, strong or a weakness in the athlete. But yeah, it's uh, really developed. Yeah. yeah, and regarding this progression of CrossFit, uh, and this is for you, you have a lot of experience and you've been doing it for a long time. Uh, now we see, uh, so current um, CrossFit Games champion is a weightlifter previous, uh, has a background in weightlifting. Uh, before that, Rich Froney used to be a baseball player. So where do you see next guy? It's going to be, a, it's going to be, it's go, where does, which background suits more the CrossFit athlete? Is it the gymnast? Is it the weightlifter? It's a guy that is just random because we were discussing this a couple of days ago with other people and in a couple of years from now, we're going to start look, seeing people just do CrossFit. The teenagers are going to go to 20 years old. Yeah. And they're going to be, okay, what's your background? I'm on CrossFit. I've been doing CrossFit for five or six years. Yeah, who knows? Because back when uh, Spieler did wrestling and... Uh, mm -hmm. and uh, but now, yeah, we see people who have done CrossFit now for 10 years and they're only 20. Mm -hmm. So they, they, they can be the, the new champs. And I, I don't... I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't, honestly, I can't tell what's the best way to prepare yourself before you start doing CrossFit. Otherwise, than just being active, do sports, climb trees, do, you know, cartwheels, uh, play some soccer, throw some ball and be active. So that will really help to develop your motor skills. Yeah. And we need those skills. Yeah, for sure. Um, to, I'm sorry, did I to, disappoint you with no, my answer? I don't no, no, no. <laughs> I don't have the correct answer. So. No, nobody has a correct That's, answer. I mean, yeah. it's, I think it's just... <laughs> sorry. Um, I, I just realized that I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally fucked for the, for the, for the CrossFit. Now that now those old, uh, those young fuckers are coming with, they've only been doing CrossFit, and I didn't climb trees. And no, I, it's not like that. Yeah, uh, no, but it's true. I mean, it's, well, it's, you're it's, fucked it's, anyway because you used to play ice hockey. So, much. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, no, but uh, that's uh, all. It makes me think about one thing is you know we have the in the ice hockey you call have something called the the, the cross uh, the, the the ice hockey ass or duck ass. Yeah, the hockey ass. The yeah. hockey ass. Yeah. So uh, while when I started to do CrossFit or coming into CrossFit and more into the mobility part of CrossFit. Uh, kind of understanding that uh, if I don't have the the range of motion that is needed, uh, I'm not going to be able to uh, lift properly or uh, more uh, enough or <laughs> as yeah. much as I could. Yeah. Um, but also, I realized that like uh, the the hockey ass doesn't come from uh, just big glutes; it comes from a uh, overextension in and uh, yeah that you're overextended all the time and walking around like a duck so yeah exactly yeah. and um yeah did somebody tell you that it's okay to squat below parallel yeah i've trained hockey players and uh, i've seen how they train yeah. and uh, that's a that's a common uh thing that they they just uh they really necessarily do not understand that that you can you can squat below parallel and that's okay yeah. and uh, they have really tight hip flexors yeah and uh no uh, i don't know i i i honestly don't know not a single study that will say that if you squat below parallel that's bad for your knees I haven't, you know, the valid study, I haven't seen any of those. If you find one, you can send me and I'll, I'll read it. To, to get, get into more specifics there, um, uh, I mean, the, you have the um, one thing in CrossFit that has been taught in uh, level one already. I think this comes actually from, from the Kelly Starrett early days when he was in, uh, in the CrossFit journal and everything that we were talking about having the the shin always straight and now i've been reading more and more uh from this um how i say olympic lifting community that no knees forward uh, it's no problem uh, do you have any um 
have any experience in that point with the with that kind of actually i have a lot of experience about that and uh, uh my answer is we can't squat all the same way we have to think about the uh your anatomy how long is your femur how 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 your hip is built is it like this is it like this is it like and uh, that's something that the good coach has to understand that you can't put anyone everyone to squat the same way some people will never squat as beautiful as other people. But you can always try to get the best squat from each individual. And then you have to, you have, to have the knowledge and understanding about the human anatomy and how things work and uh, what you shouldn't do and what you should do. I don't uh, necessarily agree with the... Uh, all the methods that how things should be thought, taught. Uh, there are a lot of good things and there are some things that I maybe disagree. But, uh, yeah. But uh, for, uh, if you look at, especially uh, for people that are not uh, specialists in anatomy and so on, uh, do you think it's a safe, safe card to go by with the parallel shin and and you know that okay not, nothing uh, shady is going to happen in that sense okay it's, maybe the individual athlete is not going to get 100% from his um how do you say capacity yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But, but he will still he will be in a safe um safe situation always well that's that yeah you you should always uh, pick the uh, safest option uh, I wouldn't worry too much about the shins. Uh, check the spine first. And uh, like if you round your back, may maybe that's not a good thing. Yeah. And uh, some people must have weight more or less on their heels. Maybe it can be a little bit on the toes. Uh, I'm not worried about the... Uh, uh, those uh, specific things but I, I when I start to teach the squat uh, I don't tend to tell people what to do I use images a lot I, I'm just like imagine that you're sitting on a chair the chair is behind you and and just go and then I then I check how that person is moving how he will find the movement and then I can give some uh, skills and drills to make the movement better but I don't tell him that you have to point your toes like this. You have to start with your hips. You have to do this and this and this and this. I want to see the movement first. Exactly. Um, regarding this all, because uh, we see a lot of weightlifting getting, I think, more attention because of CrossFit. Uh, yeah. CrossFit has made weightlifting more popular um, in a way. Do you think that the same path is going with mobility? I hope. I certainly hope so. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of sports that people are lacking the uh, mobility and uh, the knowledgement and understanding uh, that if they would move better, everything would be better. <laughs> so good movement looks sexy. So uh, yeah, I and uh, that's something that. In my gym, we concentrate a lot doing mobility, and and uh, like people do mobility without even knowing that they're doing mobility. It, it doesn't always have to involve a band and a rig and some kind of weird movement that you're gonna stay there for thirty seconds and test your things again. We do a lot of dynamic warm ups. We we pretend to be different kind of animals and we roll and we spend time on the floor, and that's really important for humans. That's something we can have another podcast. But uh, I, I've worked with swimmers a lot. Uh, in, this is my third or maybe it's even my fourth year that I'm coaching the local swimming team I'm the, uh, for the physical training. And, uh, and, and when we have put more work for our dynamic warm-ups and and cool downs and and we you do a lot more uh, exercise only using our own body 
everything has gone better, you know, the lifts, the mm. squats, things like that. And it, it really doesn't matter. Well, it does, but uh, the rough rule is that, that passive stretching can help you. Dynamic stretching can help you. You can, you can get better with the band. You can get better with the, you know, foam rolling. But the key element is here that you have to be consistent. So I'm always talking, when I talk about mobility, I'm referring it as a diet. So if you are on a diet for two days in a week, you really don't get any results. But if you diet for six days, there are going to be some results. So if you spend time and be patient, you will get results. I haven't seen basically maybe not one or two people that honestly they have done a lot of mobility and they don't get the improvements then there's something wrong with wrong with their body like they're just the bones are in some sort of way that yeah yeah and that's, you just have that's, to be consistent that's one percent maybe yeah, uh, or, or, less, or less. less yeah yeah because i hear a lot of yeah my ankles are so tight i can't squat and then i say well have you done something like for the past 90 days every day for 10 minutes no well you should try that and then yeah. come to me and say that you yeah. really can't do anything about yeah, your own. it's like saying i, I it, uh, no diet works on me and then you ask have you yeah. have you tried for one year so no yeah <laughs> no, yeah, but I tell you about the, how how hard it is to get people to move or to do something yeah, for 90 yeah, days but it's, 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 also, it's harder yeah. I'm not, I'm, not yeah. saying, I'm not saying it's impossible, I'm just saying it's harder to get yeah. people because the changes are so small day by day. Indeed. Do you see the difference in the 90 days? And you see, for example, when you measure your, I don't know, for example, your shoulder mobility, and you say, ah, oh, you used to move here, now I move only here. Yeah, but you move, yeah. I don't know how many degrees more. Yeah. But that's uh, something that I want my athletes to understand that if I would tell you that uh, I can make your snaps better, we can make a 10 kilo improvement. In six weeks, if you if you start doing this, would you do it? Of course you would. So if you can, you know, attach that to something that they understand the value of doing the mobility work, that you yeah. will move better. You 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 don't have to fight for the uh, anymore for your rest restricted range of motion, but you can only fight for the load that you're carrying or you're pushing or you're pulling. So yeah. And when people understand this, when they understand that this mobility thing is a good thing, I have to do it, I will get better, then they will do it. It's like yeah. same thing like diet. If I tell you, Ricard, you have to lose weight, you're like, no, I don't. Well, <laughs> I'm pointing at you. But when you realize that, hey, if I would lose like five kilos, my life would be so much better. I wouldn't sweat that much when I walked up the stairs, I, I, you know, my blood pressure would maybe come a little bit down. And, and when you understand that to yourself, that's something that you will keep doing. Yeah, that's true. Um, we're we, we're uh, coming to the end of this podcast, but we have 15 but, more minutes, so but, but uh, getting started here. But, but I wanted <laughs> we to the, we got the topic. But <laughs> I wanted to uh, get into that uh, just before we uh, quit, and it's that. Um, this athlete protocol that you uh, athlete training, training protocol, protocol. Yes. Yeah, ATP, ATP uh, that you have created are creating um, yeah. that it sounds to me now when I've talked talk to you uh, it's it's about habits right and yeah. the, 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 the diet is a habit the mobility is a habit so um, Tack down to Lacerantala's habits. What, what's your daily routine? What, what do you do first thing in the morning? 200 uh, squats and... Oh, no. First thing in the morning, I snooze. Then I realize that I'm already late. <laughs> <laughs> I have my breakfast. Then I hop on my bike. Usually, I hop on my bike and I try to work. And what do you uh, eat for breakfast? Uh, some fruits, banana, apple. Uh, uh, eggs, uh, maybe, uh, yeah, but the, basically that's about it. Yeah. Something may, maybe leftovers from last night. Uh, yeah. But I, I, I use, I, I eat breakfast every morning. I can't just function. Yeah. But, it. but yeah. you don't have like a special, you're not going by the zone where you're weighing the food and. No, I'm, I'm just. Go yeah. with this zone. <laughs> <laughs> Using your eyes. Yeah. Good yeah, yeah. yeah. 
yeah i i i i tend to use my ass also in that way like until it's empty which is not yeah, always a well, good strategy yeah. maybe you should maybe you should change your strategy <laughs> yeah. but yeah i i try to be you know because i've been so busy i don't have time to train as much as i would like to anymore uh like today i had 18 minutes 18 minutes before my client came and uh I did Fran. <laughs> that was a bad idea. I did it PR, but it took me three minutes and nine seconds. And uh, yeah, way better uh, than, the, for, than the first time you did fourteen, no? Yeah, it was like almost like fourteen minutes. But uh, it wasn't my PR. But uh, but I try to be active. I try to ride my bike. I love swimming. I try to go swimming once a week. Uh, I. I'm in a lucky position that I don't have to sit. I'm standing almost all day. I tr- try to. And I'm not trying. I make time for my mobility work every day. Yeah. I do it 30 to 60 minutes. I've been doing uh, some breathing work lately, which helps me to calm down. Uh, I try to be nice to people because if you're nice to someone, maybe he will be nice to you as well. And uh, I try to be everything I do. I try to be honest. I try to be uh, friendly and supportive. Uh, and I, I just want to be a good coach, and that, that's 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 how I spend my days. And if I and uh, and I want to spend time with my wife as well. So um, you get on your bike and you get to the gym. So you you take the first class. Yeah. Um, and not well, every day, but well, like three to four times a week. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what do you? What happens after that? You do mobility then, uh, or? Uh, well. Usually, uh, I train, or if I'm having an active recovery day, I, I, I do mobility work. Uh, maybe I have some physiotherapy clients that I, I see. Uh, I have a couple of uh, uh, personal training uh, clients. I, I work with them. Or I just go to the office and do the programming. And, uh, and then maybe I'll have, do the lunch class. And usually after the lunch class, I go home. Uh, I ride my bike, I, I, I bake my lunch, and then I spend too much time with my computer, programming and planning things and uh, scheduling everything. And uh, then almost every weekday I go back to work in the evening. It depends. It can My day can start at 3, maybe 5 p.m. And uh, usually the day ends somewhere between 8, 9, half past nine and, and that's about it so um so for the listeners and the viewers what kind of because uh, we were talking about sleep what kind yeah. of what kind of like what's your <laughs> top tips for getting good sleep and how much do you sleep yourself well i i don't sleep enough that's that's the truth i i try to sleep eight hours uh but sometimes it's seven or more, six, likely to six. But uh, my advice to get a good sleep is uh, if you have decided and you really want to sleep better, you will do anything that will you know, help that. I could say that you, you shouldn't watch TV or you should read a book or you should do your diagram reading or you shouldn't, you know, pay your bills. That's not the last thing you do before you go to bed. But if you really, if you really think, honestly think that sleep is good for you, you will get the way to sleep more. That's so simple. You will arrange your life that you will sleep more. If you think that that will help you in your life, that it is so simple. Just be committed. Yeah, one of the best things I, I, I do have, uh, I agree with you in that sense. I just started, I mean, I have kids and it's getting complicated because they wake up in the middle of the night or yeah. they join our bed and stuff. Yeah. But just small changes, like, for example, charging the phone outside the room. Yeah. So the phone is not in the room anymore and that's yeah. it. And that just takes you last 30 minutes or 20 minutes that you're watching stupid things on the phone. Yeah. Okay. I just gave that. Um, yeah, small changes. Yeah. And like Forcing yeah, myself to read at least two pages yeah. of the book before. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And if you, if you think about the last, well, I don't know, I don't have any kids, but like the last 90 minutes of my day before I go to bed, I usually 
they are not that productive. You know, it's watching Netflix or doing something that isn't that important to me. That that's just one habit. That, mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna watch the end of the movie, even though I know that I can only sleep for six hours. If you really want to go to bed earlier, you don't watch the movie. You tape no, you it. Can do you it. watch yes, it the yes. next day. So, but these are all excuses. I think that you, I have this and I have this. Oh, of course, sometimes in life you have to do things that you can't sleep that much. But it's the same thing with the diet and being active uh, and the sleep thing. If you really want something, you will get the way. Yeah, uh, I, I can give away my my tip is that I, I haven't watched <laughs> movies or Netflix now for like over a year because i'm i don't feel that i get anything from it so i'm i'm totally find everything that is on if the tv is on i can't look at it it's so such a waste of time yeah um, well you're so bohemian i love movies that's the way to relax <laughs> i just love to go to the movie theater and watch a good movie eat some popcorn have a soda Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know what's better that but... yeah it, it's it's you know Richard what's uh, nicer uh, what's nice about going to the movies no tell me no reading reading <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so, well, I, I like to read as well yeah, yeah. yeah. so so yeah. what I do is that I I actually do my sort of my mobility work uh, yeah I can I can even it can even be that extreme that I go to bed and then I realized, like, I can't sleep. So I go up and then I uh, start to, like, do some mobility things uh, in the living room. And then I just turn on, turn on YouTube and I go through, like, all kinds of um, uh, exercises for whatever. Or it can be a documentary about Bugs Life or whatever. And th- that's why he complains the next day in the morning, I haven't slept enough. He's like, what, yeah, are you, what are you yeah. doing? No, I, I watch YouTube until 2 yeah. a.m. <laughs> and, so Cap, and, and so maybe some videos that Cap is playing the piano as well. But hey, I think this is really important that, that, that now if some, the people who are listening to this, they are thinking, but mm, maybe I should change something in my life. Or when I talk to my athletes or my uh, physiotherapy clients and, and, and just... And this is not a new thing, but make small changes. If you are planning to change the whole thing, you know, my diet, my daily activities, I'm going to do the Rambat every day, and then I'm also going to do 60 minutes of, you know, this stretching, and I'm going to use, watch YouTube and do so dynamic. You can, you last one week, tops two weeks. But if you make small changes, you, you will see that that's not that big as a sacrifice and you will get the results you you just have to be consistent that's the that's the key yeah. element yeah. yeah i agree there's one uh couple of couple of months ago i was reading uh about this um coach from the british cycling team and what he started his followers okay, this is top level sports okay but still I, I think it would relate to everyone to everyone's life he said this is a one percent change if you can change this one percent uh i mean many things it will get you way, way forward and way better yeah. than you were doing before. So it's small changes. You don't have to change your whole life about, but just yeah. imp- small improvements. And those small improvements will compound to get you way ahead and the rest. Yeah, yeah. The way and, you and that, to be. exactly. And my athletes, uh, most of my athletes, they, they don't, they don't, you know, they're not professional athletes. And uh, I'm telling, they have their school, they go to work. And I'm also telling that, always tell that, hey, you have to enjoy life as well. You don't have to be the monk in the, your own basement. If you want to be, you can be, but you, you know, it's the 80, 20, no, you know, when I talk no, about 80%, no, no. maybe 20% like this. So yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So, um, we, uh, yeah, we, we try to, we try to improve in small, small steps, incremental changes, incremental changes. Um, I, I think we we are about to hit the hit the the, the time. Hit the gym. Hit the gym. <laughs> We're inside the gym. We have to do some uh, yeah. so, some stretching now. But we we thank you all very much. Um, My pleasure, Lasse, uh, for being on the podcast. Um, where can Let's people? Let's do another another set some other time. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, uh, for sure. And uh, we we look forward to also come to to finland uh we we have a a long list to where we have to go um 
just short, where do people, uh, if people want to get in contact with you for regarding the ATP, uh, where where do they find you or where do they find this? Uh, uh, I haven't booked the domain yet. I'm going to do it today. But it's... <laughs> <laughs> but when this uh, airs, it's going to be www.athletetrainingprotocol.com. It will guide you to the right site. If you want to follow me on Instagram, I, it's rcflasse. And uh, I have also Instagram for Athlete Training Protocol. So follow those and you will get better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. we put yeah, the links into cool. it. Um, so, thank you, Lasse. Thank you, Lasse, very much. I no. hope I, this is really this is really fun, guys. I hope you got a good podcast. I'm gonna listen to it. I'm gonna tape it. I'm gonna ask all my friends to listen to it and tape oh, it yeah. and tell their friends. <laughs> <laughs> it was good times. Yeah, I, thank you very much. really good. Um, as we say in Finland, moi moi, moi moi. <laughs>